Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode. I always want to say edition. I think that kind of shows my age though, right? Like it's a book and an edition, not an episode, but welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where we talk to people who have done what it takes to be successful. And they share their stories with us, hoping that to inspire and help those who are still on their journey. And today, I'm really excited to welcome Stacy Carroll because, oh my God, I, don't, I was trying to remember when we met. Your previous life. Well, my previous life. And then I'm like, all right, we met. I know I saw you at a Women's Council of Realtors packed in, which now feels really weird, right? Just like crazy packed in where we couldn't even move. But I want to say I met you before that. And I have no idea. I don't so know. That's not a hint. Stacy <laughs> is a, a realtor. So we'll just put that out there. Why don't you give folks so like a little official introduction to who you are and what you do? And then I have a million questions that I haven't even given you a heads up on. Okay. Hi, I'm Stacy Carroll. Um, I am a realtor in Chicago. I live in Bucktown. Um, in addition to real estate, I also own um, vacation rental properties. So that's kind of my side gig. And um, I help clients buy and sell and get on to their next place. Um, it's been kind of a wild ride through COVID. So we can probably talk a little bit about that and what's going on with market. And um, I also divorced right before COVID. Which, Did you? Oh, so, I didn't know yeah. Yeah, so kind of new, uh, you know, new life for me. I um, I purchased a new home that I renovated, so that gave me a great project to do. And um, that's a little bit about me. You're in my office. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for yes. having us. So I just want to back up a little bit because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the things that you and I have done together from, you know, my former life when I had a family that worked with families with aging parents. Mm -hmm. So we did a wide variety of services for um, realtors and their clients. Mm -hmm. And I always love the properties that you were representing because those are like the fun Chicago properties. So that was always Uh, great to hang out. But I don't even know that I um, have ever asked you like how you got started in real estate. Well, I was um, actually a career changer after 9-11. Oh, wow. So um, I had gotten my real estate license while I was working for Deloitte Consulting. I was a business development manager at Deloitte. And um, after September 11th, basically insurance and banks, my clients were not buying consulting services and I was let go. So I went to Italy promptly with a friend 
for a Which little everyone while. should do, right? Exactly. What, there's uh, no other reasonable response. Exactly. Exactly. To getting fired. Well, first okay. I went to a Cubs game the day I was fired. I'm like, I think I can make the two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I left. And, um, and then when I got back, I, you know, I went pretty much full-time into real estate and, um, and had that first transitional year of, of getting things going. I developed my website, condochicago.com and got my first clients and, um, you know. So the question I have, because a lot of my clients and my own story as well, and now what I didn't know your story are people who were successful in jobs, careers, corporation, Mm -hmm. and then went on an entrepreneurial journey. So what had to happen that made you decide not to go get another job? Mm. Um, I think that a lot of it was the lifestyle that I would have as an entrepreneur. Um, Yes, there was risk. But I was also coming from a pretty good and stable place, which, you know, you know, starting off certainly puts you at an advantage if you feel like you have that cushion to be able to take the risk. And, and I did. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just um, I was buying and selling properties. You know, this was at, at a time in the early 2000s where you would speculate on a condo and then it would be built and then you'd sell it at a big profit at the end and a little bit out of necessity um when i lost my job i was closing on a townhome that was maybe two blocks from the single family home that i lived in okay and then that was a little scary because it's like now i own two things that i have to pay two mortgages on and what am i going to do so i knew that you know that i was going to need to do something i felt that i was in a position where i could represent myself and I put them both on the market for sale, both on the market for rent. And I ended up renting my primary residence and moving into the townhome. And the amount of money that I got from my primary residence paid both mortgages. Oh, wow. So that gave me the cushion to really get through, you know, my first year. And by my second year, I was making more money than in my Nice. previous job and had, and again, had that flexibility and lifestyle that I was really looking for. I knew it was the right decision. So that actually, that story and the way you tell it kind of explains something, um, whether you realized it happened to you, whether you made it happen to you. One of the things I always noticed about you, cause I worked with so many realtors and so many different capacities mm-hmm. in a lot of different communities and markets. And in the Chicagoland area, like each neighborhood is almost its own little market. Great. Well, one is doing that. Um, And, you know, we had this professional relationship, but we were also very friendly and open and talking, you know, we'd go to lunch and we'd have personal conversations as well. And one of the things I noticed is you always worked hard. I never got, you know, you were never lackadaisical about anything. Mm -hmm. But the energy with which you talked about it, which you did it, was hard work, but not struggle. Right. I've never felt that from you. Right. And even the way you talk about, well, I just sold it. It was almost like you didn't know it shouldn't be hard, so it mm-hmm. just wasn't. Hmm. 
That's interesting. That's a good point. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was um, at the time and, and even now, everything is a balance. So I think I'm fortunate that I've developed um, systems that make my work more efficient. Yes. And, um, and I do prioritize other things in my life too, like travel. Now, you know, unfortunately, I haven't been able to do much other than getting to Arizona, where one of my properties is. But, um, but right before COVID, I, I traveled to Cuba with that friend, actually, that was, my, <laughs> that was my Italy friend way back when. We went to Cuba together, and I was able to go on a friend's business trip to India. So I guess I've set up the support system that things run when I'm away. But I also know when I'm away, I'm still on. So the phone is still on. I still am reachable. Um, you know, that is very important to my clients and for me to stay connected. And every now and then something will blow up. Believe me, it happens, but it's worth it to me from a whole life perspective to have that balance. Absolutely. Um, And what you're describing, what you're describing is that you made your decisions. Mm -hmm. You have not acted in any way as if things happened to you. Right. Your, your general demeanor is what do I want? How do I want it to go? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And, and, and in, that, in that respect, I could be a super, superstar, like the top, 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 if I wanted to devote 100% of my energy to work. Right. And that's not, <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> so, I know, and so, I, oh my yeah. God, I'm so glad to hear you say that because a lot of people think so binary that mm-hmm. it's all or nothing that I can only go for broke or be broke, you know, right, right, right. and it doesn't have to be that way. It's, it's not about what someone else thinks you should do. It's making right. decisions and prioritizations and then setting up everything to support that. Because one of the other things that I've watched you do, and I can't remember his name, but one, it just, to me, it's one of the best things you could do whenever you're in a position to pass on knowledge Mm -hmm. and pass on opportunity. But there was a gentleman who joined us at one of your open houses and he was new. Yeah. 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 Right. He was new, but the mentoring and the bringing up of others. Yes. It changes your energy around anything, but it also, those people will be thrilled to step up for you. Yes. Yes, so you can go and, to Italy. And I do have quite a bit, quite a bit of that because, um, because honestly, I really don't want to spend my Sunday sitting in an open house. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I will do the first one because my clients expect it. But then and anyone's after that, I'm really happy to have some younger, you know, hungry agent yeah. really come in and work that open house. That's great. Well, and here's the thing, what you're doing is it's an abundance mindset. You're not worried about that person getting a lead that you could have gotten. You're not worried about not splitting a commission because, you know, 50% of a hundred is a lot more than a hundred percent of zero. (laughs) So you're not all of those little habits that people have that make their thought processes whether it's a control freak, whether it's a lack, you know, a lack mentality, whether it's mine, 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 you're not 
doing any of that. Right. Right. Yeah. I have, I have a, a nice Rolodex. Let's use an old term of, <laughs> uh, you know, of, of people that I can tap into, whether it's paying somebody $25 to go to a inspection because I happen to be out of town or, you know, or do a showing or um, in one case it was, you know, a buyer and a very, a very good, you know, a good friend, somebody that I met through drinking wine, one of my my other activities I enjoy. Um, And I spent um, right before Thanksgiving to January, the first week in January in Arizona because I could basically. And, um, and this person was, you know, this girlfriend was ready to look for a place and I found an agent and we split it 50, 50 and we just split the responsibilities. And when I was out of town, she did showings with her and it was a process to try to find something and it worked out great. She kind of got two for one, in my opinion, you know, people people looking at her, you know, at her deal and making sure that she was, she was set with everything. So it worked out great. And I was happy to get half and happy to give half. Right. Um, And it's that perspective. It's that perspective. I hope you're enjoying this conversation about what can happen when you are ready to step into being the person you need to be for success. If you're looking for some inspiration, motivation, and some actual things you can do to help you become the person it takes, you are going to want to join an amazing group of entrepreneurs at the Ready to Conquer virtual event on May 6th through 8th. In just three days, we're going to dive deep into how to command your own plan so you can dictate your own outcome, how to work on your business and not stay stuck working in your business. And seriously, build the business you dreamed of when you first decided to become an entrepreneur. Just go to conqueryourbusiness.com backslash ready to conquer and grab your ticket now. So some of the things just to wrap up, because I don't, you know, this has been a easy conversation, but just to, you know, put a list mm-hmm. and some people have a, it, it's heartbreaking. I can't even come up with another word. It's heartbreaking to me to watch people struggle with these types of things. So I'm glad we're having this conversation because your just ease around it mm-hmm. shows the potential sure. of creating the processes, sure. of making the decision about what is and is not okay, and then living with the right perspective around that decision. Right. You can't decide to work part-time and then be pissed when you have to bring in help that you have to pay for, right? Right, right, right. It doesn't right. go together. It doesn't right. go together. Right. And then another thing that I watched you do is expand into your vacation rentals. And mm-hmm. I think you and I were having sushi like when you were doing your first one, right? Yeah, I yeah. think that was like, but the way that you did it it was not let's chase five bunnies at once. Mm-hmm. It was let's get good at something and, and, then add the next, right? and, and, then, and then add the next piece. Right, right. And that's really what happened. I mean, when I started off, I knew nothing about Airbnb. I had stayed in one once and you have to go, um, you know, to experts and where the resources are. And there were some online experts. There was a group that I found. There was trainings that I did. 
Um, and there was also somebody in my social network through my um, through my <laughs> yarn <laughs> yarn group. My so wait, there's the Cubs. There's the Cubs. There's traveling. There's wine. I got those, but now there's yarn. <laughs> yes, I I enjoy crocheting. That is my little thing that I do in front of the TV and. Um, and one of the girls that, that you know, runs that, that social group um, is really great at social media and had experience with Airbnb. So I was able to get sort of the first, how do you construct, you know, an attractive um, profile for, for your property. Um, and I, I have pretty good taste. I've done a lot of renovations. I, I know what sells. I know what, you know, the organization that I like when I go on vacation, you know, in a vacation rental. So I was really able to bring all those things to the first one, which really had the priority um, for myself and my husband at the time of, of how do we pay for a second home? Mm, okay. The way that we pay for a second home is to rent it out when we're not using it. And, and that was kind of how we were able to, you know, to do it. But the first one was so successful that I bought another unit in the same development a year later. So that's how I got the second one. And, um, and my most recent one, which I actually close on next week, but I already have two reservations on it because I followed that formula with, uh, you know, with the Airbnb is in South Haven, Michigan. Oh, nice. And now I have a place that I can drive to and enjoy for part of the summer and rent out. To well, in what you're doing, you know, to, again, just hit home the teaching points and the takeaways, you're doing two things. Number one, you're creating a compelling reason to do something mm -hmm. as opposed to just pay. You know, I tell people all the time, they, too many people plan for the minimum. They just want to pay the bills. That's not very exciting. And you're not going to do the hard work. Right. You know, it's important to pay the electric bill, right. but it's not very motivating. Right. But you had, you know, you to Simon said, you know, you created your why, mm -hmm. but then you didn't look at how is it always, you know, it, it was okay. Ask a better question. How do I make it happen? Mm -hmm. How do I make that happen? What's right. a different way I could make that happen? Right. And, and so the, uh, the Arizona properties are Scottsdale King nice. and Scottsdale King, because I have king beds. That's my thing. King beds. Because <laughs> who wants to sleep in a queen? And you can have one king bed because then you have two couples that are going and they're all fighting over the master bedroom. So that's my niche. Okay. Right? But how yeah. simply brilliant is that? Yeah, I figured that out. That's my niche. Who doesn't so get excited you know, a hotel is one thing, but who wouldn't get excited to walk in and realize? Right. You know, king beds. Who king you beds. Know? Right. So <laughs> it's South Haven King. I mean, I, I literally took the website and, and the format of the website and I was able to copy it over and just really utilize, um, you know, what I've learned from the first to do the next. Right. What worked. And then the other thing you're doing is not only figuring out the need and serving it instead of, and real estate isn't so much like this, but I, I watch this happen in other entrepreneurial worlds. Mm -hmm. People create their offer of whatever they're trying to sell in a bubble by themselves mm -hmm. because they're worried or scared or nervous about talking to other people. And when you do that, you don't really know what people want. No, you never share it. 
you have to share it and find out, did it work? Did it not work? Yeah. Then you know. You got to share it and utilize the, there's so many free resources out there and just, you know, your own network of people that love and, and care about you. Um, one thing that I've kind of gotten into lately, and I'm not sure how much you've been on it is clubhouse. I, I have my app. I've done a few dabbled. I have a client who I have two clients actually that we came up with a really, really good, very effective marketing approach for them for clubhouse. My timing isn't allowing for a lot of clubhouse uh-huh. right uh-huh. now. Well, uh, for me, I'm, I'm not on it as a real estate expert. I'm on it to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go to um, a LinkedIn room and how do you optimize your LinkedIn profile? And I go to an Instagram room and they'll take a look at my Instagram profile and make suggestions. And, you know, it's all about social media and getting out there, you know, and, and for me, it's both with my regular real estate business as well as the vacation rentals. I'm really trying, you know, as much as I can to, up my game. And, and that's really a, a lot of what I did when things slowed down because of coronavirus and, you know, the shutdown, I really tried to up my game social media wise. Um, instead really of just, about- instead of just freezing, that right. was probably one, you know, back in my corporate days, I had a fantastic mentor. And one of my big takeaways from him was step on the gas when everybody else steps on the brake. Mm-hmm. Right. Use the time. I developed my YouTube channel. Um, I found resources to put together my videos because I know I am not adept at doing it. Uh, You know, so I'm barely adept at making them, (laughs) but I'm not adept at putting them together. So I found the resources to put them together with an intro and an outro. And my my clients appreciate, you know, I do a little walkthrough of their property. It gets set to music and do an intro. Bing, bang, boom, someone overseas puts it together for me. It's like magic. Yep. And then, you know, and then I can present it. So that's where, that's where I really spent my time, you know, kind of during shutdown was sort of upping my game um, social media wise, because the old way that I used to get my business was through my website. You used to go to Google and you search for Chicago condo, Chicago loft, and boom, condo Chicago would pop up. And then you would get on my website and you would become a client. That is no longer the game. So, you know, kind of learning the hard way of my website not performing the way it was, it was really like, oh, I am going to have to get in front of the camera and do video. I really don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Well, and I tell this story all the time. It, you don't have to. It, it's again, it's that perspective. What did you want more? Your, your desire for the outcome has to be stronger than your attachment or fear to right. whatever Right. No, everything's on the other side of the uncomfortable. Right. And 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 it was just like, just get over it. (laughs) I had that same experience. I had that same experience and you'll laugh because I can get in a room in front of 500 people on stage time of my life. Great. I had the hardest time in the beginning with doing a Facebook live. It just freaked me out. And I don't know why, because it's not like I'm shy. It's not like I'm, but my coach finally had enough of me complaining and challenged me to do 30 days of Facebook lives every day. Wow. Or kind of like you had to do your videos. <laughs> so this is where I got really mad. It took four days of two minutes each to get me over the fear. Mm-hmm. 
So think about that. Eight minutes over four days. I know. And, right. And what stopped me for like 18 months was no longer an issue. I was so mad at myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just perspective. Right. It might not be your favorite thing to do. Right. It's not going to kill you. Correct. And it's going to help. And like the payoff's going to be like within 30 days, right? Well, it is kind of amazing how the opportunities come. Right. Some things that you never even thought of. You think, oh, maybe you'll get a client or somebody will see you and, or your client will see you and say, oh yeah, my friend is looking, you know, it's like that reminder, but um, I've gotten some press opportunities from it. You never know what those can lead to. So yes, get out there. And do what, you know, one of the things you're doing is you're becoming synonymous with your niche, the condo, Chicago, the King, Mm -hmm. the Airbnb, you are becoming synonymous with what it is that you want to do for people. Correct. And I feel like that is my retirement. Like I'm built, like that's how I'm building my way towards being able to retire. Hopefully. And I just want to go back to the fact that you're doing all these things on your terms, still getting to travel when we're allowed to do that, still getting right. to do the things. Correct. Not that I'm sure you have days, right? We all have days, but you're not driving yourself into the ground to do it. No, I am not. More often than not, you're not driving. Sometimes there's right. days that are just wine and yarn. I get it. Yeah, We're yeah. not delusional. Right. Awesome. So if you had to give a young, we'll, we'll stick to real estate because we know mm-hmm. I have a lot of realtors in my world, but I think real estate is a great example of entrepreneurial journey in general. You know, well, but it, I think it is because there's not a very large barrier to entry. Correct. You know, to take the tests and to pay a couple thousand dollars on exams and to join a brokerage firm, you know, is, is not, not a big barrier to entry. Correct. Then comes reality. <laughs> they promise you the world and they, you know, we'll be here for you and yeah, yeah. actively recruit, which is their job. And it's not that they don't provide the support, but they can't do it for you. Correct. The biggest thing that you can have is um, really your own contacts and cultivate them. People that you, you know, people that you meet, getting a database that's organized, um, knowing when people are moving, you know, I I put things in my date book with people, you know, way ahead of time. If we close on something, it's not that I'm never going to talk to them again. It's like, I'm going to talk to them in three months and find out how it's going. And do they need any of my resources? Because of course I've rehabbed everything and repaired everything in my life. So I could certainly provide that. And then it's also asking for the referral. Yeah. It's that for the referral. It's authentic service, but it's also intentional. Mm-hmm. And I think if somebody just started out, like if I decided suddenly that I want to sell real estate in Arizona, where I don't have a large network of people, I would probably join a team yeah. where I would, where I would get leads from someone or open house opportunities to try to meet people or something like that in order to get a leg up and, Absolutely. and get started. Absolutely. And I think that's whether I know a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, just to bring it back to non-real estate who don't go to networking events Mm -hmm. or don't, you know, and 
you know, the, the general entrepreneur version of that is going to networking events and creating little power partner groups. Mm-hmm. And I, and I actually have that. So we have, we call ourselves real estate girls and there's seven of us. And whenever we have a question, it, it can be like, had a bad radon test, who does mitigation or I need an architect because they want to bump out, you know, whatever it is, we rely on each other and support each other. And it's become more than just resource. It's one girl lost her dog and, you know, we sent flowers. And when she got a new dog, we sent her like a baby gift you know, for her new dog. So it's really become, you know, a, a friendship and we're all independent. We, we, we all have our own businesses, our own teams, our own lives. But when we come together, it's really about more for all. We, sh- we share the resources and systems that are working for us. And, um, and it can be, you know, anything. There's- it goes back to the abundant mindset. You could choose to be icky competitors, but you're not. Right. And it goes back to the idea that you can't do this alone. Right. Whatever this is for anybody, you can't do it alone. Right. Whether you want to buy the resources, rent the resources, cultivate organic friendships for the resources, you will get so much further faster surrounding yourselves with other people who want to achieve the same things. Definitely. (laughs) I'm in full agreement with that. Full agreement. I knew this was agreement. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information. I know this was, you know, it was like a conversation with us and I asked you know, things I kind of just wanted to know about you and realized I didn't. Sure. Um, but I think don't underestimate how much tips and value was in sharing your story and how you're doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And I look forward to posting this on my YouTube channel and, you're, and, you're, yeah. and promoting it to all of my... And ha- having the folks in the Philippines do all that for you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so there with you. I don't, you know, I can turn it on and turn it off. And why do a bad job? It's something I never wanted to go into business to do. Right. There's that's, other people. That's who, not what I do for a living. <laughs> right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.